Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest. Are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the bun with crunch. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. My name is David Butcher and this is the Radio Times podcast where I run through the week's TV and very quickly pick out the stuff I can recommend, a bunch of shows to watch and also one to miss. Right now we're kind of in the real hot spot of the great British sporting summer. There's There's a huge amount of sport going on, which is great, but it does mean that... We're a bit light on the shiny new dramas and comedies. They're a bit thin on the ground right now, certainly on broadcast traditional TV. But hopefully, I think I found some good alternatives. There's a few hidden gems tucked away that are worth seeking out. I'm going to start with a show that started small but has really kind of exploded, particularly recently. It's a real success story for... Dave, the UK TV channel, it's called Big Zoos, Big Eats. Uh, it's on Dave on Monday nights and on UK TV Play after that. It's back for a third series. I loved it from the start, really. It's a very simple idea. It's just Big Zoo, this guy who's a grime MC and a chef. And he and his guys, he's got these sidekicks, Hyder and Tubsy, they take their food truck around and cook amazing food for a celebrity each week usually a comedian and have a lot of fun with it the first couple of series were great as i say i'll be honest however much i liked it i didn't expect it to go out and win two baftas which it did this year don't think anyone did it was beating graham norton and michael mcintyre and joe lyset and people extraordinary but very well deserved because it has a very particular kind of energy that you don't really see much 
on TV. You can see it more in like YouTube food videos, that kind of thing. It has a really nice directness, a craziness. It's got a kind of shoutiness to it that really grabs you as well as being wonderfully creative in terms of the just the recipes that you get. So the first episode of the new series, Zoo and his guys, they're cooking for Johnny Vegas, who turns out is a brilliant kind of foil for him. It's short and sweet. There's killer food ideas in it. Like at one point, he sort of puts cheesy peas in an ice cream cone. And you think, is that nice? Apparently, it's really nice. It looks good. There's a great moment when he's making an eel sandwich, or as he calls it, snaky fish. Big chunks of eel. Chop up that snaky fish. And it's a blast. Anyway, give it a try if you haven't already. Big Zoos, Big Eats, that's on Dave, starting on Monday. Next up, a programme which it, it's going to sound like it's about sport, but really it's not a sport, but it's a lot broader than that. Uh, it's called Freddie Flintoff's Field of Dreams, which is uh, also on Tuesday on BBC One. And this is Freddie Flintoff, former England cricketer and now almost better known as a Top Gear presenter. And he's become a really good presenter generally. He's just a great screen presence. And what he does here, he's going back to Preston, where he grew up, and... He's saying, look, why is it you've got to be lucky or very privileged or privately educated to play cricket? Why is that? And he's wondering if he can take a bunch of working class lads who've never played before from Preston and make a team out of them. And in the process, hopefully give them a sense of confidence and togetherness and a bit of direction in their lives. And it turns into a really interesting look at what life's like if you're a teenager in somewhere like Preston what's happening to the fabric of communities there to the sports facilities and all that kind of thing to the pitches you know and in some cases they're just being redeveloped for housing it looks at how kids who've got behavioral problems can get on the wrong track but can also be saved from that it's great it's often quite moving I have to say it's a bit like if you remember that all those Gareth Malone series about him building a choir, making choirs out of various groups of people, it's a bit like that. But instead of a choir, it's a cricket team. You really don't need to like cricket, I promise you. But if you do like cricket, it's really stirring. It's really moving. Beautiful programme. Freddie Flintoff's Field of Dreams. That's Tuesday on BBC One. Now, I said there wasn't much new drama and comedy around. But a couple of things on streaming worth mentioning. There's a new version of Queer as Folk, which is available to stream on Stars Play, which you get via Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and that's out from 1st of July, the day this podcast comes out. And then there'll be two new episodes dropping each Friday. Now, this is a new version of the Russell T. Davis drama from Channel 4 back at the end of the 90s. It's already, There's already been one american remake of that that ran for a few years this is a, a fresh one if you enjoyed either of the previous versions or if you're into it's a sin russell t davis's more recent thing this is well worth a look if you can get stars play so that's the latest version of queer of folk on stars play now on disney plus this is probably more of a niche thing but some people are fanatical about this show with good reason this is season three of atlanta that's out now for me it's one of the most creative, out there, thought-provoking dramas there is anywhere. It's extraordinary TV. 
It's sometimes completely baffling. You never know what it's going to do next. It's kind of a drama, kind of a comedy at times, half-hour episodes. So it's Donald Glover, who, when he makes music, is known as Charles Gambino, an actor, writer, director, incredibly talented man. And the story is about a kind of struggling, loser, everyman guy called Earl who lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And he's trying to find a way out of his problems via his cousin who's just sort of taking off as a rapper and so Earl becomes his manager. But then it goes off in incredible tangents. This season, this new season, starts with an entire episode featuring characters we've never seen before in this sort of self-contained, really dark story about a kid who ends up with abusive foster parents. And then the main sweep arc of the story unfolds in Amsterdam all of a sudden in Holland. Anyway, Atlanta, it's a staggering piece of work. If you like slightly crazy out there stuff, I really recommend it. So that's on Disney Plus now. Now, I said there's a lot of sport around. I can't ignore it because it's everywhere on your screens and it's there's so much it's, it's easy to miss something that you might really want to see. So I'm just going to rattle through. I'm going to see if I can do a sort of 100 meter sprint of previewing basically and rattle through it. So, first of all, it's a big weekend. It's whatever sport you're into this weekend, it's probably there. It's the middle weekend of Wimbledon. And this time, for the first time ever, they've scheduled play on the middle Sunday. Usually they keep that as an emergency if it's been raining all the time. But anyway, it's usually a rest day, not anymore. This time, there's play Saturday and Sunday this weekend. There's the British Grand Prix. Oh, by the way, that's free to air on Channel 4. I keep meeting people who you wouldn't expect to be into motorsport, who really are now. They've got into F1 via the Netflix series Drive to Survive. So then everyone else will be watching that on Sunday afternoon. There's a test match on against India, the delayed fifth test. The Tour de France is up and running as of today, Friday, the day this pod comes out. That's on Eurosport and highlights in the evenings on ITV4 for cycling fans. Also big news... The Rugby Union Tours of the Southern Hemisphere get going. That's on Saturday. So on the morning, you've got Australia v England. In the afternoon, the South Africa against Wales. In the evening, it's Argentina v Scotland. All of them on Sky Sports. So that's all big enough. But perhaps biggest of all, starting next Wednesday, there's the Women's Euro 2022 football tournament taking place in England It's a big moment for women's football. The tournament will be happening over the next three, three and a half weeks. The match is all being played in cities around the UK. The England team are in with a very good shout. And I think generally it could take women's football to another level, certainly in Britain, maybe in other places. And sort of looking at that on Saturday... There's on BBC Two, there's uh, a documentary that will sort of set it up nicely where Alex Scott, the former England player, she looks at how women's football is growing in popularity, commercially and everything else, where it's headed in Britain and elsewhere. She goes to Spain. So that's called Alex Scott, the future of women's football. That's on Saturday on BBC Two. And then the tournament gets going on Wednesday. Anyone who listens to this podcast regularly will know that I do love a a good documentary. And there's a few this week that are well worth seeking out. The first is on PBS America on Friday, the day this comes out. PBS America is, is worth knowing about. It's a freeview channel and it often has really good US factual series it's got a lot of ken burns stuff that turns up on there uh, but also one-off documentaries that are done 
in that way, the very solid sort of thorough way that you often get on American documentary. Nothing flashy, just well bolted together and very sort of satisfying viewing. This is one of those. It's on, uh, It's there's two hours of it. I think it starts at 25 past seven. It's called McCarthy. And it's about the 1950s communist baiting American senator, Joseph McCarthy, Joe McCarthy. And I found it absolutely gripping. It's Obviously, it's one of those formative stories for America, but also it sort of feels like this whole documentary has a big kind of subtext going on because it's about the rise of this guy who sort of stoked the fears of America going to decline and basically, through lies, found a way to become really prominent in the Republican Party with the help of massive sort of support from the grassroots, which you watch and you think, oh, hang on, they never mentioned Donald Trump, but it's pretty clear that McCarthy, they see as kind of prefiguring Trump in many ways. But even aside from that, it's a great story about the rise of a certain kind of frenzy of the the House Un-American Activities Committee and the witch hunt, really, of communists in public life and in Hollywood and so on that McCarthy led and that really did a huge amount of harm kind of a poisoned uh, American public life for several years. So that's McCarthy. That's on PBS America on Friday. So another interesting documentary is called, it's on BBC4 on Tuesday, and it's called On the Morning You Wake to the End of the World. Now, if the McCarthy one is quite straight and old-fashioned, this is much more kind of edgy and weird and won't probably be for everybody. It's based on this incident that happened in 2018 in Hawaii when people woke up on a Saturday and on their TVs, on their mobile phones and on the radio, there was this this warning, this alert playing that said ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Terrifying. And it turned out that actually what had happened was the emergency alert system had been activated accidentally but for the time until they realized that and were able to publicize that and say it's okay there isn't a threat the population of hawaii thought that there was about to be a a nuclear apocalypse so that made everyone think about well hang on this this could happen and it suddenly made it feel a lot more real one of the people says the alert was false but the nuclear threat is real it's not a scenario we experienced it personally. We felt the terror. And that's recreated through animation and sound bites and so on. It's only half an hour long. It's in the Storyville strand, which is usually like big two-hour documentary features. But if you fancy something a little bit left field, that's On the Morning You Wake to the End of the World on Tuesday on BBC4. Another documentary thing that's running Tuesday to Thursday on Channel 4 is called Ghislaine Maxwell, The Making of a Monster. Now, Gillian Maxwell was sentenced, of course, this week to 20 years in prison for her part in helping Jeffrey Epstein abuse teenage girls in America over several years. We've had a lot of documentaries about that story. There was House of Maxwell, that's still on iPlayer. That was very good. Epstein's Shadow, Ghislaine Maxwell, it was on Sky Documentaries, you can still get hold of that. There was Dispatches, there was a one-off thing on ITV. The trouble is... Her life story is 
horribly, endlessly fascinating. And that's why Channel 4, I guess, are going back to it with this three-parter. And it does have the topical peg, as I say, that she's just been sentenced. And it charts the same arc of her weird roller coaster of her life, that she was born incredibly wealthy and privileged, but then she lost all that when her wealthy businessman, press mogul father, died very suddenly. He, he either fell or he jumped into the sea from a yacht that was named after her. So that was the great trauma of her life. She then had to start again and kind of hitched her wagon to another rich, sleazy, amoral father figure in Epstein. It feels like it's a story where everybody who knows about it says that there are more secrets that are bound to spill out in time. This, I think it does have some new things to say about it. Basically, it's got new interviewees who haven't spoken out before in any of these previous series. There's victims, there's people who knew Maxwell personally. So if you've still got an appetite for learning more about that scandal, that's Ghislaine Maxwell, The Making of a Monster, Tuesday to Thursday on Channel 4. I just want to mention another couple of things. One is a real classic of 1980s British television. They're repeating on BBC Four, starting next Wednesday, Boys from the Black Stuff, which is 40 years old, as it were, this year. Uh, when it first went out in 1982. I mean, people will remember. It's Alan Bleasdale's. He did a whole series of plays about unemployed tarmac layers, which the most kind of famous character in there was Yossa Hughes, played by Bernard Hill, who became a sort of folk hero. I mean, I remember watching it as a teenager, and at the time it kind of crystallised something about the early 80s landscape and industrial decline, and men in cities like Liverpool who were desperate for work, maybe on benefits, moonlighting here and there, and that's what all the characters, brilliantly drawn characters, brilliantly acted, that's what that's what the predicament that they're in, that Bleasdale draws very movingly. But be warned, even the best dramas of 40 years ago, they moved a little slower than things do today. So you've got to be patient. But it's a really interesting kind of time capsule. And it feels kind of pointed timing, showing it right now, given the, the cost of living crisis that's coming down the line. So that's Boys and the Black Stuff being repeated from Wednesday on BBC Four. Also, I've got to mention, just because I think it's one of the best things this week myself, Jane and Rihanna did this on the main podcast, My Life as a Rolling Stone. It's a brilliant series. If you have any interest at all in the Rolling Stones, you will absolutely love it. The first episode's about Mick Jagger, which is wonderful. The second and third episodes, which are Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood, they're also wonderful. That's as far as I've seen so far. But it's all from our, on iPlayer this Saturday, and it's one of the best pieces of music tv i've seen for a while just the old clips are wonderful all the contributors are great the interviews are wonderful all the old footage of them in the studio and live and so on it's a real joy to watch you can just get lost in it that's uh, my life is a rolling stone on saturday on bbc2 oh, and it's not just that there's also some other programs about the rolling stones that night it's like a whole themed evening so it's fantastic so now we come to my one to miss <laughs> And it's like, I feel it's a bit shameful. It comes with an apology because it's kind of a bit of a reverse ferret from what I said last week on the podcast. So in last week's episode, I might have given the impression that the undeclared war on Channel 4 was an interesting drama and well worth watching. But now I've seen a few more episodes and I realised that what I should have said is that it's a very promising drama based on an interesting idea that starts out well and then becomes 
very dreary, I'm afraid. It just kind of drifts around. It's really odd. The, the premise of it is, uh, as I explained last week, it's a cyber war between Britain uh, and Russia. And it's made, it's written, mostly written and directed by Peter Kosminski, who did Wolf Hall and stuff. He's got a really good kind of TV CV. And there are some good bits in it, but it just really drags and the characters keep having to explain the plot to each other. So I apologise for recommending that last week. I withdraw my recommendation uh, and hopefully you haven't watched it. Uh, Some people will like it, I'm sure. So apologies, but I would say The Undeclared War, sadly, give it a miss. So that's all for now. Hopefully there's something in there for everyone. Just a piece of housekeeping. I'm taking uh, a summer break over the next few weeks. So I'll be away, but the podcast carries on. I'm glad to say Radio Times' Kellyanne Taylor is going to be sitting in for me while I'm away. She'll be putting her spin on the best TV that's around, giving you some good recommendations. And I'll be back very soon. Until then, cheerio and happy viewing. Mm-hmm.